0: Welcome to the Practice in Motion podcast, where we talk sports, culture, food, oh, and the law. The Practice in Motion podcast is about bringing engaging conversations sprinkled with nuggets and insights about the legal aspects of everyday life. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Get to it. Get to it. All right. Nice to meet everybody. Thank you for joining us today. This is Steve. Steve.
1: And my name is Asia Patterson, and we are two Milwaukee-based attorneys, and we decided to do this podcast just to get more exposure to ourselves and our offices that we work at to talk to potential audiences and customers that could use our legal services in the future. But at the same time, we also want to make it fun and enjoyable and discuss topics that everyone would enjoy.
0: From a legal point of view, I know for myself, I watch SportsCenter every morning or I might watch TMZ and I always come at it like a lawyer, like, oh, that's going to be a lawsuit or, oh, I wonder why they did that or, oh, that's not enforceable. So we want to share that thought process using current events and in the world of sports and entertainment and kind of let you parent to the mind of two attorneys and how we look at various issues.
1: And I love sports, too. I went to Marquette Law School I told myself I was going for sports law. So that's what I wanted to graduate and immediately do after law school. I found myself in criminal defense and family law and doing children's court cases, which I love doing right now. But sports is definitely Something that I love watching and also love the legal aspects of many things. So, yes, we definitely want to throw sports in a lot. The entertainment aspect, there's lots to go on in pop culture and everything else. So we're excited to talk about those things when the juicy topics kind of present themselves.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, Asia, tell me, where does your love of sports come from?
1: Mm, so I love sports. My parents are big sports fans, and I think typically girls don't like sports, you know, all that stuff. But my mom loves sports, and I think she may actually love sports a little bit more than my dad. So growing up, we always watched sports, went to sporting events, played sports. I played basketball. I ran track. I always wish I played volleyball, but I didn't. <laughs> so I did those two mainly growing up, and I just Loved competing and love watching other people compete and the satisfaction of those big wins and victories. And now I've translated that to the courtroom, but I still like watching sports and going to games. I love them.
0: I saw you play ball once. I remember you was playing intramurals and I was impressed. I, I didn't <laughs> think like people say, oh, I could play basketball. And I was like, oh, she could play. I was like, oh, I was impressed. <laughs> Asia is really tall as am I, so... You see tall people, you assume they could play basketball, but I've been disappointed many times. And so right. I was shocked that Asia was actually very coordinated and could use her left.
1: <laughs> yep. I love the left. What about you? When did you start really getting into sports?
0: I was just telling a story a little while ago. I was a complete nerd when I was growing up. I was like a year behind everybody in my class because I like moved early and I grew late. And so I didn't really get into sports until I was like in fifth grade because all of my friends, I liked soccer, but then all my friends got into basketball. So I had nobody to play with. So I started playing because there was nobody else to play with. Right. And because I'm used to being good at school, I wanted to be equally good in sports as well. So I got really into basketball and I sucked. Ah. (laughs) But I was like Rudy. I like worked my way up and I got to be really good and played a lot of places. So it just became a passion of mine. But yeah, I really got into it. My dad sent me to, I don't remember this, but Kevin O'Neill used to be like the head coach of the Marquette when it was the Warriors.
1: Oh, that's a and little
0: way before my time. Way, way before your time. <laughs> and so I went to that basketball camp in fifth grade and I scored the game winning point in the only game we won that camp. Oh wow. And so that ignited my love for the game because I got to be the hero for a day. Right. And then after that I just kept working at it and you know, by the end of it, we were in the championship by the time I got to eighth grade. But at last I didn't grow until I was 16. So <laughs> but I still love basketball and football. Now I just like sports in general.
1: So who are your favorite teams?
0: I have to go with I grew up with the Bucks. So the Bucks are always a favorite of mine. And I kinda like the Packers of course. I went to Michigan, so I, the University of Michigan. <laughs> no, you went to State. So, I just gotta you know, do that. Sorry. I ain't gonna hold it against you. <laughs> and so I always cheer for you of them, even though they've been disappointing in football, but much better in basketball.
1: Yeah, they're actually doing very well in Big Ten basketball play.
0: You know, you can never have, but it's hard to get for you. Both teams are doing well, but you take what you can get.
1: I went to Michigan State for undergrad and we are not doing so well. We actually got like the last like three or four games have been postponed because of COVID and everything. And then the last game they played, no, they won the last game, but the game before that, the first one after the three postponements, they lost by like 30. And I was just like, <laughs> like going I didn't on? see any highlights. I just saw that final <laughs> score and it was like 67 to 37. I'm like, wow. So yeah, no, I love Michigan State sports. I don't know whether I like college sports or professional sports. I think now that I'm past the college age, I'm kind of now leaning more towards professional sports that I like more. But I still watch college sports, mostly just Big Ten stuff and then Marquette when I can. But like NBA, I'm like you. I think I like players. I follow players, most, especially because I grew up. Mm-hmm. I moved a lot in a lot of different places. So I kind of attached to players or teams by certain times, like I really liked the Eagles when I lived in Pennsylvania for like two years, but that was like growing up. And some people are like, how do you like the Eagles? You like, don't have any attachment there. I'm like, well, I lived there like fourth and fifth grade. so (laughs) And that's when I started (laughs) knowing about NFL. My like fourth grade teacher, she rewarded us with like full size candy bars if we wore green on Mondays. Like I remember that. And that's when I really started to remember about like knowing what, like, the NFL was and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm kind of all over as far as teams. I like players. I definitely like players.
0: Are you a LeBron person? Normally, people are like... I'm
1: not a LeBron hater. I can say that. I'm not a LeBron lover, but I'm not a hater. I appreciate his greatness and all that stuff. I'm on the LeBron wagon, just not the crazy people (laughs) wagon (laughs) who are, like, obsessed with LeBron and think he, like, does no wrong. But I think, like, my favorite player... Hmm, that's actually probably too tough because I like <laughs> like so many players. Russell Westbrook has always been one of my favorite players because he just, I think he works really, really hard all the time in all his games. So. Are you still an
0: OKC fan? Because you were a big OKC fan and Harden and all those guys I were was, on there. I
1: was, I was. And then they all split. I don't know. I will definitely still root for them always. I like the one younger player that they have there now. Mm. He has like a hyphenated last name. I can't remember. Shea, something, something, something. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I do like
0: OKC still.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: I treat LeBron like Beyonce. I like them. I respect their work ethic, but I hate their fans. Right, <laughs> right, right. So that's how I feel about that. That was the same way with Jordan. Jordan's like the GOAT to me, mm-hmm. so now that I'm older. But back in the day, I will cheer for like Clyde Drexler and Barkley. And yeah. I always cheer for the underdog, but now that I know what... Jordan meant and what he still means to the game I can appreciate him a lot more I can appreciate Kobe a lot more RIP to him but now in the league I was thinking the other day I'd be struggling like who is my favorite player in the league now and I've always been a Steph Curry fan ever since he was at Davidson so I would say my two favorite players that I just like their game is Jimmy Butler and Steph Curry are my two favorites yeah I
1: like Jimmy Butler too I like how now the NBA at first it was like all like loaded on the Western mm-hmm. Conference with like the stars and everything. But I like how it's kind of evening back out with superstars, I guess, in the Eastern Conference as well. So I like that. The seasons though, it's crazy this year because they're getting some games postponed too. But we'll see. I know they like shortened like I think the season by like twenty games, yeah. but. It's still going to be rough. I wonder how they're going to do the playoffs, if it's going to be similar.
0: And they pushed off the All-Star Game. Like, this is the first time they really don't have a location for the All-Star Game. Yeah. It's supposed to be on, like, March 7th in Atlanta. Wow. So, wow.
1: So what type of law do you do? Because I do mostly criminal and family, but what do you primarily do?
0: Well, I've lived many lives in the <laughs> law. And uh, as currently, I mainly do business transactions and commercial real estate. So I help developers acquire property for development, and I also help business owners with a lot, any number of things they have, whether they're going to buy a business, if they want to sell a business, or entering a contract. I also find myself giving a lot of business advice as well for people to grow their business and connecting people. But prior to that, was seven years, I did labor and employment defense work, Title VII type stuff, like race discrimination, sex discrimination, things of that nature. And I did a business litigation and disputes of all kind of litigation type stuff.
1: Yeah, you weren't lying about your many
0: lies. Many lies. (laughs) And then I did a product liability law for like two and a half years. And then I decided I want to strike out on my own and do my own thing and work with the people I want to work with. And I always had just a passion for working with business owners and entrepreneurs and helping them.
1: They can seem needy. Business owners, are they? (sighs)
0: You know what? They're very (laughs) emotional. Okay when you think it's a lot of risk, it's a lot of stress right. and you know, for myself being a business owner and owning several businesses, you're fighting every day and clawing and trying to get your share of the market. Right. And you make sure your clients pay you or that they can pay you and that your paperwork is in order. And So you just are always worried about the other shoe dropping. And so I think the thing that helps me deal with them is the fact that I'm in their shoes a lot of times.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And so I can relate to them on various levels and try to commiserate with them and kind of strategize so they feel like they have a partner in the foxhole Mm -hmm. when they are at war, so.
1: Yeah, and I try to do the same. My clients, I do. Thankfully, I haven't had any criminal cases. (laughs) (laughs) So... I haven't been in many shoes of actually my clients, but I always think of putting my family members or someone that I'm just super, super close to in their shoes. And that always resonates with me. I typically see specific people and you know specific clients, which helps my work because it just makes me even more passionate to getting the result and the rights protected that they deserve. I know it's like divorces and things like that. I haven't been married and I don't have children, but like I said, it's just always about finding pieces of information from your clients that can really connect you with them so you can provide the best service for them. Two
0: and two. So I think the other thing about law that we enjoy is that there's not many people of color in the law. It's like less than 10%. And so a lot of times being visible, being in the community, people, they ask you all kind of things. So I might not do something, but because it's my my grandma's friend's nephew, (laughs) I might pick it up just to like help them out or give them some advice. And so you end up having to do a lot of things that's on your job description is not what you do, but because it's a need and you want to help and be a resource, you end up doing that. And so I think that's the unique aspect that attorneys like us have, which is why you end up living many lives in the law because of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's crazy how the profession doesn't have that many Is it, you said, people of color or just African-Americans?
0: No, it's even less. So it's less than 10% just with people people of color. I think only 4% of Chinese are African-American.
1: Yeah, and I think when I graduated law school, I think it was about, like, out of, like, 170 people, probably around, like, 10 black people, at least I can remember, that I graduated in my class. And so I know that's one thing, at least Marquette, because I work with them a little bit, that they're trying to increase the diversity. But you're right, there does need to be more in the legal profession.
0: And we could delve more into that in other episodes because I have a lot of thoughts and ideas about that and increasing diversity in the legal profession and in other professions as well. But hopefully you guys will tune in and check us out and you got to know me and Asia a little bit better and hope to see you next time around.
1: Yes. See you guys later.
0: Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review in your favorite podcast app. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions or just want to say hi, you can reach out on our website listed in the show notes. Till next time, practice in motion.